0: This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Double Tap Canada. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. This is a show where you listen in to three people... Who appear to know something, but we're not quite sure what. But it should relate to technology, if we're lucky. Uh, Hello, I'm Stephen Scott. Uh, With me, as always, my trusty friends, who I, you know, I always like to set the bar fairly low. Guys, uh, Tim Schwartz is here. Hello, Tim. (laughs) Hello, Stephen. (laughs) Thanks for having me, I think. (laughs) So it's always nice to be part of this professional show, isn't it? Yes. Um, And Sean Priest is back with us. Uh, Not quite sure why, but he is. Wow! Another tour de force of an intro there. I mean, you know, way to sell the show again every week. I don't like to set the bar too high because then what happens is all the other podcasts and radio shows around tech, you know, they think they can just beat us. But then what happens is we're like those ninjas. We're blind ninjas. And we just, yeah, I'm not quite sure how good a blind ninja is. But, you know, if I was one, I'd be brilliant. You wouldn't expect much and I would deliver. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's how I sell this program. There's our tagline. Don't expect much and we'll, we'll deliver. <laughs> we'll definitely deliver on your low expectations. Please keep listening. It, it does get better. Allegedly. Right, um, yes, hello, welcome a lot. you know, I, I was doing a deep voice thing earlier. Um, we were just kind of doing a bit of a warm up and we we're kind of having a bit of a joke and a laugh, and I was kind of putting on this crazy deep voice. It's actually hurt me. Thank you, guys. <laughs> well, it wasn't our fault. You were keen to show off. Yeah, we didn't make you do it. I know, but it's, it's kind of it's hurt my voice now. So for, I was entertaining you, I was serenading you. Oh, believe us, it wasn't entertaining. <laughs> 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 well. Well, I'm not doing it again, (laughs) that's for sure. That was sore. Uh, Yes, hello, and welcome to the show. This is a technology show, by the way. uh, And this week, we're going to be talking all about accessibility and some of the uses of accessibility that there are out there. Not for us, though. Not for us blind people or even disabled people in general. Cryptic. Yes. Not very, but yeah. Uh, And uh, we're also going to be looking at the news this week. uh, Some Actually, when I say looking at the news. Literally. ...literally looking at the news... ...a new news app... ...that's not easy to say... Uh, ...that is uh, coming to Apple devices in Canada... ...which is brilliant news... ...looking forward to talking about that... Uh, ...also we are going to be learning from Tim... All about something he wants to buy. You know, normally we do this segment called, you know, what Tim bought this week or what Sean bought this well, We never ask what Sean bought this week. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, or what Stephen bought this week. But this Everything. time it's what Tim wants to buy this week.
1: Oh, and it's, it's a good one. It is. What I desperately want to buy. And I think you guys are going to be buying it right along with me. A new product from Bose that we must have. <laughs> oh, very
0: nice. Um, okay. Well, I look forward to hearing about that. I hope it's not too expensive, Tim.
1: Oh, $200. What? That's a bargain. Well,
0: yeah, actually, it's not too bad. For
1: what it promises, it may not be bad. Okay. All right. Well, we'll,
0: we'll find out what that's all about. Um, that's coming up. And
1: actually, just to tease a little bit more, this is not a product we've seen before from Bose. Is that right? A prototype popped up at South by Southwest last year in 2018, and uh, they just released it to the public in January. With new features to come uh, very soon. So, no, not a product we've seen before. I
0: must admit, this sounds intriguing. Okay, so that's on the way. And uh, also, there's a new iOS update coming. Um, Tim, again, you're the guy who's been kind of on this. I mean, we haven't really done anything this week. Um, So, Tim, (laughs) (laughs) what's the big news out of the new update from Apple? I mean, I I yawn at these updates, but you, you seem to get excited about them.
1: Well, first of all, you are welcome. I'm glad to be of help and service. Uh, Yes, 12.1.3 is out for your iPhone. And unlike 12.1.2, which we were kind of shying away from because it broke a lot of things 12.1.3 12.1.3 fixes some pretty serious issues. So we will talk about that later. Uh, does
0: it fix all my annoying
1: focus issues that I'm having with my phone? Because no, honestly... That requires medication, your focus <laughs> issues. No, no, I was going to say, nobody can fix your... Or at least nobody at Apple can fix your focus or lack of focus issues. I issue, was so. referring to the phone issues, actually.
0: Oh, um, well. Yeah. I don't know about you, but my phone just bounces around all over the place. Today, I managed to... I don't know how I did this. I don't even know if this is a feature or whether it's something I just managed to find that Apple hadn't even known they'd built in. But I managed to lock my screen so that I could only use the rotor with one finger. And I actually thought, that's not a bad feature, but I had no idea how I got to it. Uh, And the only way to turn it off was to to literally switch the phone off and on again. So I don't know what I did. Um, No. Neither do I. No,
1: I don't know either.
0: <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what that was all about. But maybe my phone was just acting up. I don't know. With me as its owner, who'd know? Who knows? Um Yeah. So anyway, OK, well, let's get into it then. Because I, I want to kick off this segment by um, talking about accessibility. Now, there's a story in the news uh, over the last couple of weeks about a feature that is classed as an accessibility feature. It's kind of, I'll be honest, it's a bit buried in the phone, Uh, And, you know, getting to it isn't the easiest, but it is a really useful function, and that is called Live Listen. Now, Live Listen, arguably, isn't really for us blind folk, but I'd argue it maybe is, if I'm honest. Uh, There's a lot of benefits to it. Um, Essentially what it does is it it lets you, if you've got, say, AirPods on, or AirPods, uh, it doesn't have to be the, the Apple AirPods, but if you've got them on... Basically it will use the ca- the um, camera, the microphone in the phone and sort of relay that turn that microphone on and then relay that back to your earphones. Now what that means is if you're sitting in a restaurant say and the person sitting across from you is, you know, talking quite quietly or you're struggling to hear them, then you can use this function to better hear what they're saying almost a bit like a hearing aid some call it a bit like a loop system i'm not overly sure on how all these things work but yeah. it's, it's that kind of thing and it enables you to listen to a conversation more freely now i tried this in a busy train station with my um my pa we were sitting at the train station um obviously i was ordering him about and telling him to do things and uh, he was telling me to you know p- where to put those ideas Steady. and uh, yeah and uh he, uh, we were having a conversation and I said, well, I'm going to put on this live listen so that I can try it. And it was incredible because I could barely hear what he was saying over the table. Very busy, echoey train station. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could hear every word he was saying so clearly. There is a bit of lag on it with Bluetooth, which is no great surprise. That can be a bit off-putting. But if you can't hear what's going on about you anyway, that's not a big deal. So essentially what I'm saying is this is for people who have got hearing problems. For someone who's profoundly deaf, this won't work. But for someone who has got some kind of uh, hearing problem with some hearing, uh, you will find this beneficial. And even if, like me, you find it very hard in restaurants or in busy places, when you're sitting at a table, as as often we talk about as blind people, sometimes you're sitting at a table with maybe six or seven people, trying to listen to that conversation and engage in it can be difficult. Yeah, it's very overpowering sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you've kind of got this thing. Where I, I don't know what it is, but if you're if you're able to see the person for some reason you're able to pick up better what they're saying, either it's because you can see their lips moving, so therefore you can pick up you know you're kind of piecing together what you're what you're seeing and what you're hearing at the same time,, yeah. and that's how you're able to engage whereas when you lose that ability and you can only hear them, you realize actually I can't really hear what they're saying so that's a feature which we could use right so that's great, but the story wasn't about that the story was about how people are using this. Now, I have to say, guys, I'm going to be totally honest. I thought of this months ago um, because I thought, what a brilliant idea. I could listen in to other people's conversations. That's probably
2: what everyone thought. We, Maybe. We, <laughs> at the risk of sounding like a deviant, that's what everyone would have thought of first. It's a perfect spying device. You leave your phone somewhere, wander off, and you've left your ears in the room. Yeah, essentially.
1: Yeah. Tim never thought that, surely. I would never think of such horrible things, no. no.
0: You wouldn't admit it, anyway. Um, <laughs> well, I did think about it. But, you know, I, I, I've i never used it for that. And to be honest, it is a feature which I only really tried once and I've never used since because it's not something I would necessarily, unless I really need to use it, I won't use it. But there are people out there who've been talking about it in this way. And that's how it came to light for a lot of people. And it kind of made me think about Accessibility features and, and I guess just phone features in general, how sometimes they can be turned into a negative or can be seen as a negative. And I, I instantly jump to concern because I think right, hang on, we don't want to get to a stage where accessibility functions are being seen as tools to, you know, help like you know, be deviant as you would say, Sean, you know and, you know, yes. go and listen to other people's conversations what or whatever in, it might be. In a negative way. Exactly, yeah. You don't want to you don't want to see accessibility functions in that way. So the thing of us got to thinking, right, okay, so if that's what someone could do with, say, uh, Live Listen, so, you know, you could use it in that negative way, what could you use with the blind tools that are on the phone, if you like? I mean, I'd call them blind tools. I don't think Apple would like me calling them that. But, you know, the, the tools made, you know, accessibility tools that blind people use, so voiceover, Zoom, um, screen cut and all those things. And I'll be honest, there's not much I can think of. no. That you could do wrong with them, really. I mean, because I think once you turn voiceover on, you need to know how voiceover works. So the only benefit to having voiceover on, if you're sighted, is that you can just annoy your friends because they can't use your phone. Yes, I mean,
2: you know, turning screen curtain on, turning speech off, um, it it makes people crazy because they can't use their phone. But it's hardly a real uh, negative, you know, aspect to it.
0: It would be like you know you can't kind of try to brick someone's phone or make them think there's yeah. something wrong with their phone. When there isn't. So, I mean, that's a tricky thing, I guess. You could do that. But, again, you would need to know how it all worked to achieve that. Um, And it's probably not worth the hassle of learning all the gestures just to do that. (laughs) Um, So that's the only thing I could guess I could think of. But it kind of made me think, Okay, so, yeah, this could be seen as a negative. And I guess my proposition to you guys this week is, my discussion is this week, you know, with a story like this. Actually, is it a negative at all that this has come out in this way? Is it good that people are learning? Because obviously, you, you hear the story and you say, in the top line of the story is, you know, people are snoop using their phones, found this new feature to snoop on people's conversations. But then below that, if you actually read into the story, as people probably will, they'll learn what the feature is and what it's for. And if that educates people to say, oh, that's in there, that's useful to my Uncle Tommy, or it's useful to me, then brilliant actually that could help people and if it encourages people to delve into the accessibility functions and just learn a bit about what they are because even though you might not use them there are explanations of what they are when you go into them it explains what what it does so i think in a weird perverse way even though it's a bit of a negative story to the feature i think it does help people understand what this technology can do Uh, for disabled people,
1: and even for people who aren't disabled. Yeah, I would think that in a kind of a roundabout disturbing way, you're right. It it does bring to light the accessibility features that are on our smartphones, and in this case, the iPhone. As long as people get that information, if, if the article's out there, and we've seen a couple of these, the the proper you know way to write up this article like you said is to say this is what this feature is this is why it's there and explain that and as long as people see that part and get educated then that's the silver lining in this particular story. Is it you know creepy and disturbing that people are trying to snoop on other people? Yeah, you, you, you shouldn't you shouldn't do that. I mean, do we have to put that disclaimer out there. You know, you, you just don't do that. Do um,
0: it, it seems in twenty nineteen, yes, we do yes have you to actually it. they put disclaimers <laughs> wrong, on things for a
1: reason because well somebody's done it. So um, so yes, yeah. but that said, if it can bring to the forefront to the mainstream you know, education about these features and get people talking about them, not just about this, but other accessibility features, like you said, Stephen, then, yeah, the, there is a positive, I guess, in this. Always look for that silver lining.
2: Um, that's the main thing when it comes to assistive tech and accessibility. It's its getting it across, letting people know that it does exist, because even where we're at now and in the bubble that us three are in, and probably people listening to this show now um, – we are so aware of this technology but there's still so many people out there who are of the mindset that you know i'm visually impaired so i can't use a phone i can't use a computer and to me it's it's hard to imagine that that those people still are out there but it it does happen those those people aren't aware of accessibility and the technology that can help us so even with a story with such a I'm not even sure if it is so terrible. It's not a nice thing to do, but it's not a horrible thing. And it's not um, anything as we've racked our brains trying to think of another feature to to compare it to that you could Mm. misuse. And we just can't think of one. So, you know, it's one of those things that comes up. But just talking about accessibility and the important thing, talking about accessibility in the mainstream
0: uh, media and getting it as many places as we can. It's a good thing. So I want to help people today. You know, I, I'm in a helping mood today. I've managed to – I mean, look, guys, I don't think I've had the credit deserved, uh, I, I think, uh, on this one. Because, you know, I've, I normally I take a story like this and, you know, we all end up talking about death at some point. You know, that's usually how this thing goes. Um, but this week I, I've pulled something positive out of this. Um, so I, I think I should be praised, frankly. Uh, and I'm disgusted that I haven't.
2: Um, <laughs> well, there's your negative right there. You're there back to go. form. Well done. Back to death. There it is. Um But yes, um,
0: so what I want to do is just talk through some of the accessibility features. Now, I haven't really done this on the show before. kind of seems obvious when you think about it, but for anybody, and, and this is my pitch this week, this is for anybody listening. So it doesn't matter whether you can see fully or you can see nothing at all, or whether, you know, if you've got... No vision problems, this is going to be for you. If you've got some vision problems, this is for you. If you've got no vision, it's for you. And uh, I just want to talk through the features that are on the phone and kind of just give a rough guide as to what they are. So you've got VoiceOver. Now, these are all found if you're looking for them. Um, You'll probably have noticed it at some point, but when you go into your phone's Settings app, you'll go to General. And then when you go into General, there's an Accessibility button. And when you tap that, you'll find the following. You'll find Vision... Uh, under the heading vision, you'll find voiceover. Now, voiceover is, and I preach to the choir a little bit here, but you know, for those of us who know, great. For those of us who don't, then it's worth knowing that this is the screen reader. This is when you turn on voiceover. Whatever you touch on the screen gets read back to you audibly. So you discover the screen, you explore the screen by touch, and whatever is underneath your finger gets read out. So, for example, the button which says voiceover off, which would, of course, say voiceover on at that point, Uh, if I tapped that with my finger, it would read out, would speak out voiceover on. So you would know. And it would say it was a button as well. Now, that's the very basic guide to voiceover, right? I mean, we can get into that in more detail. (laughs) But I want to look at just the other features as well. Because there is Zoom. Um, And Zoom is where voiceover is for blind people and those who really struggle to read the screen, like we all do. Uh, Zoom is for people who've got some partial vision who might still benefit from the screen, but really need to get a bit closer to the text than perhaps the phone will allow, or some apps will let you go. So Zoom lets you zoom in further. Now, because it's a narrow screen, that can be a bit tricky at times. And when you actually tap on Zoom on the button, inside it will actually tell you uh, what to do, once you've enabled it, to enact Zoom. So double tap, for example, three fingers to zoom in. Uh, drag three fingers to move around the screen, double-tap three fingers, and then drag to change zoom. So you know, double-tap, hold, drag to change zoom. Uh, and that will zoom in and out. And there are other features in there, like smart typing, so that when you're zoomed in and you end up having to type a text message, it will bring up the keyboard in the normal size, and then the screen will be zoomed in above, so you can see the letters nice and large. So that's a nice feature for those who have got partial vision. And I would say those two features are probably suitable for only people who are registered or are legally blind or are you know having real problems with their sight and aren't registered yet.
2: Yeah. And of course, you can use those two features
0: together, combined. So you can have voiceover and Zoom together. Which you couldn't do before. That was actually a fairly new thing. Yeah. Um, a couple of years back, that was brought in because you, you couldn't have one on without uh, screwing up with the other one. Um, the next one down is magnifier. Now, this is this is for anyone. Because this is a great little feature, it literally turns your phone into a magnifying glass. So with this, yeah, I know a lot of people that are sighted that use this all the time. Yeah, and and why not? I mean, it's a brilliant feature. You know, it's simple enough. It lets you see uh, using your device's camera, usually the back camera, uh, to quickly magnify what you're seeing. So you know, maybe you get a letter. You know, you get sometimes serial numbers on something, or you have to read something really small. Yeah, you just can't. You know, even even. Fully sighted, perfect sighted people just would be like, I can't read that. Well, you can use the magnifier on your camera. And because the cameras have improved so much over the years, the quality of the image is getting better and better. Um, In there as well, there is a feature called auto brightness, which will allow you to uh, turn off this annoying thing that I don't like about the iPhone sometimes, that it will sometimes just adjust the lighting to suit itself um, based on the surroundings. Uh, and then if you come away from uh, Magnifier, you go further down, and then there's Display Accommodations. And again, this is for anyone. So you've got Invert Colors, which essentially, um, it automatically disables True Tone and Night Shift, and what it does is it just basically swaps all the colors around in your screen. So instead of a white background with black text, it'll invert that. You'll get white text and a black background. Um, there's also Smart Invert as well, which is quite nice. Um, you'll find that elsewhere, but uh, that feature is... Essentially, instead of just... Smart inverts better, in a way. Because it's, well,
2: amazing. It well, it it's amazing. Not it quite good. It's amazing. It's better than anyone else has done. Yes. It inverts everything apart from images, which is the the big deal. And that's what makes it actually more usable. Um, by uh, sighted users because, you know, it does give you that dark mode feel to it, Uh, white text on a black background, without messing up all the videos and and pictures. Uh, The third-party apps do need to support it, so they Mm. do need an update, but I find that a lot of apps do support it
1: anyway. But even if you have partial vision or sensitive vision, the invert colors, I know, can be extremely helpful. Yes. I know, Stephen, colors aren't really the best for you, but mm. you considering all your different uh, you know issues with your eyes. But, Sean, you use invert colors all the time, don't I you? I do,
2: yeah. Uh, I just find the white far too glaring, and um, I have it on every platform I can get the invert colors on I will have. and um, But I still do have some vision, so I do, you know, if I'm watching maybe a video on YouTube, I'd... Do like that? It's not inverted as well. It's not a
0: negative image, if you like. So, mm. yeah, I, I really do like this feature. Then below that, there's colour filters, and this is great for anyone like me who is colour blind, yeah. or if you just have difficulty reading text on the display. And sometimes you'll find that we, we hear a lot of apps, uh, not not so much apps actually, but websites we read about these days that are very hard to read for people because you maybe got like quite light grey text and a white background. <gasps> I mean, who comes up with? This I know, terribly. But that must be awful for anyone to see, not just us. So that's there. You then get speech. And there's some lovely little features here which are brilliant. And um, I-, I really like these features. Very rarely do we talk about them. But there is a speak button uh, called speak selection. And when you turn this on, uh, it will actually appear when you select text. So if you select some piece of text on the phone, say a, a phone number or a- an address, as well as having like cut and copy that might pop up. You'll get speak as well, and it can speak it out to you. Now, that could be good for someone who is driving or for someone who is perhaps they are with someone and they just need to relay some information, and it's like, hang on, what was that number again? I'll just get the phone to read it for you. It's an accessibility function, but it purely is accessibility to text, if you like. Yeah. Um, and then there's this little feature called speak screen. This is amazing uh, because it's so simple. And it means that those who are not quite at the stage they want to use voiceover, because it's maybe just too much to learn, but actually you just want to have something read on the screen, something's on the screen you can't see, and you just want to read that bit. It could be Twitter, it could be a tweet, it could be a Facebook message, it could be a, a long email that perhaps you just would struggle to read. Instead of having to, to struggle with the, the Zoom and all the rest of it, just use speak screen and once this is enabled you have to enable it in this setting what it will do is um, when you swipe down with two fingers from the very top of the screen it will speak the content of the screen in front of you. So imagine that right? you've got a tweet on there, Maybe a tweet's a bad example, a Facebook message that's quite long and you really want to read through it but your eyes just maybe get really tired at the prospect of it you can maybe use your eyes enough to get to that point but reading that whole message is a no-no well, that's what speak screen's brilliant. Because what it does is it kind of brings up a little player, and there's a little turtle on the left and a little turtle on the right. And, you know, you can increase the speed. Are you sure? Um, <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, for all the speed controls, it's a turtle. a turtle, I've been told. I've never seen it, but I've been told. Yeah,
0: it is a turtle. Because uh, I got my magnifier out in check. Because um, I was wondering <laughs> what it was. So it was a turtle, and then you've got the uh, opportunity to play and pause, so you can increase it and, and, and lower the, the volume there as well. Um there are lots of other features in there which I'm not going to get into, but coming out of that and going into larger text which again, this is for everyone now, I'll give you an example of where I found this quite useful, I was on a train actually, I think I was going to meet Sean at some point, and um, I remember sitting on the train, and the person sitting across from me was having real problems with her phone and, you know, she wasn't visually impaired at least she wasn't telling me she was visually impaired but she said, I just, I really struggle sometimes this, this, the text on this phone is so small And I said, is it an iPhone? She said, yes. I said, right. Do the following. Go into general. Go into accessibility. Go into large text. And I said, turn on larger text. And there was a little slider at the bottom of the screen that you can adjust. And when you slide that, there's a representation of what the text will look like that actually pops up on the screen. So you can see how big the text will be. It doesn't apply to every app. It will apply to messages. It will apply to emails. They can have Apple standard apps. Um, That's kind of it. But it does make a difference. And if you couple that with something else, if we can back out of that menu, just below that, just below larger text, you'll find a button called bold text. And that will make your text much richer, much sharper. And as soon as you hit that button, it'll ask you to reset your phone or restart your phone. It's fine. It's not going to do any damage. It's just to apply that setting. Very quickly, it will do it as well. And it will apply the bold text. And voila, you have large text that's bold, that's easy to see. Why strain your eyes? You know, I mean, if you've got fully functioning vision, why strain them? Why strain your eyes? There's no need to. Um, And then, of course, there's other functions as well. Um, Reduce transparency, which is really nice as well. Improves contrast by reducing it. Um, And also reducing blur as well in some backgrounds, if you may find that easier. Um, There's a reduce motion button, which I really like. Reduces the motion of the user interface. Um, Sometimes you get icons that jump about or whatever. If you don't like that, if you find it a bit unnerving, you can have that turned off. Um,
1: And oddly enough, reducing transparency and motion actually are battery savers as well. Any article you read that says, here's how to save battery on your iPhone, they always say, turn those two things off.
0: There you go. And you've also got one more, which I'm going to mention, which is under the heading of interaction. And this is reachability. And this is a great thing. If you ever have to use your your phone one handed for whatever reason, maybe you're carrying shopping or whatever, or you know you're holding the kid's hand and you, you or can't cane. put your phone down, <laughs> or, or or your cane exactly, yeah. Well, you know, again for everybody, then reachability is great because all you do is you swipe down on the bottom edge of the screen once this is enabled, and what it will do is it will bring the top of the screen down to reach your thumb or your finger or whatever you're you're aiming to. So it kind of moves the screen down for you, so you can get to the top of the screen. Great to get to those back buttons, great to get to to other parts of the screen. So, you know, again, these are functions which are accessibility functions. That's what they are. But look at the potential they have for all of us. And I think for me, it's all about not, you you know, turning this into you know, well, this is just for the blind people. Um, It's not. There are loads of functions on there which we can all Use and uh, go try it out. You cannot go wrong. And there's always a reset button if your phone goes horribly (laughs) wrong. But I'm sure you won't. No, and and,
2: and I'd go further. I mean, let's just say as well, all these things or most of these things will be available on Android as well. Talkback is their screen reader. They've got Zoom. Um, They've got their own uh, invert colors as well. So all these things are available on Android devices and. You know things like Netflix with audio description, great if you're in the gym or commuting, you can listen to a program, a TV show or movie with audio description. you know exactly what's going on. you don't have to watch uh, the phone or the little screen at all. It's just like an audiobook. Audiobooks is another great example which has started off as, as purely really a, a you know thing for the visually impaired and has jumped across to mainstream. Loads of people listen to audiobooks as they're commuting and driving now. So there's other services out there that I think aren't just aimed at people with disabilities anymore.
1: That's, I guess, where the mainstream should be thanking us then for all of these uh, wonderful <laughs> things that have been designed for us. But no, you guys are absolutely right. It, it's, it's a good idea to look at these features and not just think of them as accessibility features for someone who has been found to be disabled or diagnosed with a disability. I know so many people that have said, you know what, I use the speak screen feature when I want to read a long email or a long website or a blog or even go as far as turning on voiceover just to save their eyes, just so they can save that strain. So it it can be done, and I, I think that that's great. I wish that more people would realize what they can do with their smartphones to to be able to do this and and interact with it in a different way, in a better way.
0: Just one other thing I want to mention briefly, and that is about hearing. Uh, So, I mean, a lot of people might not even realize that if you've got a hearing aid, you can still use an iPhone because it works with it. It can actually connect up with it. Um, You know, you have to check the manufacturer of your hearing aid. You have to make sure it is compatible. Uh, I think it's MFI hearing aids. Is that right? MFI?
1: Made for iPhone, MFI. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you know, as long as it is compatible then it should work. But there are other features under hearing as well, like LED flash for alerts. So instead of, you know, you can have the noise, but as well as that, your back camera light can flash. A lot of people, I remember the BlackBerrys used to do that, and people loved all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, if you want that back, you can have it. Um, as I say, hearing aid compatibility is really important. You know, if you watch TV, and even if you're not partially deaf, even if you don't have sight problems at all, subtitles. A lot of people love watching TV with subtitles. You can do that on your phone, on your TV programs that you watch. You can turn on subtitles and captioning. As you say, Sean, audio descriptions are on there as well. There are so many features in here, tons of features that you can use that can make your life just that bit easier. And if it helps someone who is fully sighted keep more of their vision, then that's a great thing. So... Yes, you can thank his latest sighted people. Um You're welcome. <laughs> we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back because we're going to be talking about the news and there is a lot to talk about there. Double Tap Canada. Double Tap Canada. This is Double Tap Canada, Stephen, Tim and Sean with Hugh. Do you know, I think we did our most serious segment ever there. It, it was it was interesting. You know, even for me, that that even for me, that
2: that I think I know <laughs> about accessibility, especially <laughs> on the iPhone, um, that speak screen you know i didn't really know about that there's always something that's to learn there's always something new out there and uh, yeah i thought that was good going back to basics
1: yeah i always seem to turn on the speak screen by accident and then i could never figure out how to turn it off so i just went <laughs> into the settings and disabled it because i don't need it on anyway with voiceover so i'm like go away
0: yeah because if you swipe down with two fingers with voiceover it'll, it'll read the whole screen anyway Right. read the whole thing. Um but of course if you do it from the top of the screen it'll enable speak screen as well. So you have two going for one. There's <laughs> like mm, don't need that. Um okay, well let, let's move on to the news. Um I've done enough talking.
1: Tim, tell
0: us about
1: Bose. Oh yes, let me tell you about Bose. Last year at the South by Southwest conference in Austin, Texas, Bose put out a prototype of a new design of headphones. Now, I say headphones but they're not your traditional headphones. And this was just a prototype. They were trying to get out there to people just to say, hey, this is what we're working on, kind of behind the scenes. They more brought it for developers to talk with them about it. And they announced that they were going to have developers start working on apps for these headphones last July, I believe it was. And in January, they released them to the public. Now, what makes these headphones different is they're not really headphones. They're called the Bose Frames AR audio glasses. Yes, AR audio. So what they're doing is taking augmented reality, and instead of needing to use visuals or video for AR, they're doing it all through audio. Now, what happens is you put these glasses on. They're actually sunglasses. They are UVA and UVB uh, protected up 99% of UV. So they work as regular sunglasses. They've got two different sizes. But there are speakers in the temple areas of the glasses And they have this special projection technology where they project the audio down into your ear canal. So they're off the ear. They're not in your ear or even on your ear. It just projects the audio towards your ear. All the demonstrations I've heard, they seem to just be fantastic. They say the bleed is about a one percent. If you turn it up really, really loud, you know, you might get a little bit of bleed in a very quiet room, you know, of the audio leaking out. But otherwise it, it does stay within your ears and no one else usually will hear it. The only Downside that I've been able to understand from the reviews of this so far is there's not a lot of bass to the sound, but otherwise the sound is crisp, it's clear, it's very good, the volume is good, but it just doesn't have a lot of bass. That said, I don't know that it needs to because the promise of these, and this hasn't been implemented yet, is probably in the next month or so, maybe this year, South by Southwest, they're going to launch the augmented reality portion where they've been working with companies like Yelp and Travelocity, gaming companies, other travel navigation companies to bring this audio AR. So, for instance, you put these glasses on, they have sensors in them, they have uh, you know, a compass in them, plus the GPS on your phone and other things that are built in that you could be out in the street, look across the street at a building... Tapped a little button on the side of the glasses two times to activate this AR audio uh, integration, and it will tell you what the business is you're looking at. If it's a restaurant, it'll give you the rating from Yelp. Uh, it'll give you other information if you want. You can get a menu. You can get other directions or uh, other information about the business. Uh, they've said that this is something that could be used in museums for walking tours. You could use it as walking tours in a park. Say, for instance, there was an example that if you walked up to a famous statue or memorial, maybe where a speech was held, or a famous battle or some sort of famous historical thing was held. Uh, An app could have a uh, you know, a person reading that famous speech or telling you about that historical landmark or there could be a reenactment in 3D audio in the in the speakers reenacting what happened at that that historical site. Uh, all kinds of different things that they're looking at with this looking at gaming. Like I said, other types of entertainment, 3D kind of immersive audio with this where, where it's basically bringing it into your environment and you work with the the interface With a nod or a shake of your head. So, you wanna, if it asks you a yes or no question, you either nod your head or shake your head, and it moves on to the next item. So, uh, for $200, I think this is the next item that's accessibility by accident for the blind. Wow, you sound so excited by this. I am very excited by this. I have been reading every review I can, watching every YouTube video I can. (laughs) And when I get back from vacation in a couple weeks, I think I'm going to purchase these.
0: Yeah, that does sound pretty good, actually. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, I've been looking for something new for a while. Uh, You know, it's it's a new category (laughs) of. Oh, right. I was going to say, you get something new every week. I know, I know, but I, I'm kind of yeah. getting bored with all the stuff I've got. I think, oh, I want something new. So, yeah, I, I do fancy a new category. I have been looking forward to glasses. These fall a little bit short for me <gasps> for one reason. Oh Tim will kill um, you. Well, do you know something? I do like where these are going. I do. And I think, well, okay, I'll, I'll tell you what I don't like first. And then we'll move on to the positives. We'll, we'll move towards the positives, shall <laughs> we? Um, I don't like there's no camera because I've been really yeah. looking forward to something with a camera. And I know you're the same. Um, oh, yeah. I, I really want there to be a camera in there somewhere. Um, but there isn't. Okay, fine. Um, but I do really like the idea of AR glasses that can not just give you place names or you know location names, but more information. Than that, You know, I love the idea of, you know, you walk up to a restaurant and it'll kind of almost give you a flavour of what the restaurant is and tell you a bit about it and, you know, when the best time to go is and, you know, whether you need to book a restaurant. You know, those kind of details that are more interesting than just, it's a restaurant called
1: Italiano's. You know. well, they were even saying, Stephen, that you could use this at an airport. Go into the, go up to the checkout counter, check in, and then hit a button, and it'll guide you to the gate. It'll say, "This is the direction to go to your gate and get you flight information and all that." So they're going to work with airports to bring that. So, but see, that, that's got- it. That is so yeah.
0: because this is where I mean, like we just said in the last segment, accessibility features are on your phone that you can use, that anyone can use. Well, it has to swing the other way. And actually, it only works if it swings the other way, and that is for you to create this technology, not you, Tim, but Bose, or in this case. um, (laughs) I wish it was me. Yeah, I bet you do. Um, But, you know, build this technology for everybody so that we can all benefit from it. Because if AR by sound allows you to be guided to somewhere, that's ingenious for us. It's just like like the Amazon Echo for us, you know, all over again. Because it's like... It's so obvious that it works. And actually, Bose are onto something here. Because I don't think... We saw this with Google Glass. It didn't take off as well as people thought it would on any level. And it makes you think, well, is it because people don't like the idea? Maybe people don't want cameras in their glasses. Maybe the mainstream world out there don't feel comfortable with that. Our privacy is kind of shot to pieces enough. (laughs) So maybe we don't want cameras in our glasses. But this takes that element away. Which is brilliant for us. Uh, it doesn't really matter to us specifically. Um, I mean, yeah, we'd like that feature, but we want it for a different reason. They wanted to take pictures and you know be able to look at maps. But what else would they do with it? Yeah. So I think if it can be delivered via audio, well, that's that's just, that's perfect for us so for that reason I'm excited I think it's early days because I I, I worry that people will buy this I know you wouldn't do this Tim but I think other people might buy this and say ah it doesn't work very well no I tried it and you know I walked down my high street didn't do anything it's uh, so, like, yeah, well, those early days. For those. Yeah,
1: that's the whole thing. It's early days, and that's why I want to wait a couple of weeks before I purchase it because they weeks. are. Don't <laughs> <Yeah, so, yeah. laughs> no, really wait. Well, well, let me explain <laughs> that timing, though. A couple of weeks because Bose currently is saying if you purchase these, whether it's online or in a Bose store, they are giving you 30 days to trial it for free. If it doesn't work for you, you don't oh, like it. I get you it. return uh, it uh, in Mr. that 30 days, get all your money back. And within the 30 days from the time I plan to buy it will be South by Southwest when they are supposedly going to release the AR portion of this through their Bose Connect app. And so if I time it right, I'll purchase it. And within that 30 days, the AR functionality will come out. And then I can test it. And if I don't like it, I'll return it within my 30 days.
0: So tell me this, Tim. I'm just thinking. Yeah, no, I I think it goes deeper than that. I think there's another evil plan lurking here. Um, Yes. I, I think what he's going to do is he's going to take his wife somewhere and say, Darling, try these lovely sunglasses on. What do you think of these? And look what it could do and all this amazing stuff. And can I just keep
1: them? Um, is that your plan? <laughs> um, it could be a plan, although she uh, has seen me <laughs> poring over YouTube videos on this already. She actually looked at their website herself and... To her credit, God love her, she said the AR of this, if it truly fills its promises, f- fulfills its promises, she agrees that this is something fantastic for, God, for everybody, him. but especially uh, us. Order so she she thinks it's a good thing.
2: <laughs> well, look, yes, it does sound good. It does sound very good from what you've described, but there's a big gotcha for me on this, and well, I'll let you tell me if it is or not. Do these stand alone without a smartphone?
1: They cannot stand alone without a smartphone oh, because you've got it. It. You have to download drivers and firmware updates using the app to make sure that you're always getting the most up to date features with the AR and other firmware updates. Yeah, but, but who once you can not get a phone on them.
2: No, but that's my yeah. point. Why have these? Uh, let's get a cheap pair of Bluetooth for um, uh, the. Cheap pair. The, cheap, cheap, cheap. Cheap. Well, look. I'm just saying,
1: what's different from these from what we've got now? These have nine built-in sensors, I believe, a gyroscope, a compass, which you've already got. But this is on your, this is on your (laughs) face, but you
2: still need your phone. What I'm saying is, this. But your phone is in
1: your pocket. You don't have to bring it out.
2: That's yes. That's the only thing. So let's look at something like Blind Square, where you've got the look-around feature, and not just Blind Square. There's other apps, I'm sure, that do the same thing, where you point. Uh, your phone and it will tell you what's there okay that's basically the feature we're talking about so yep. with your smartphone and whatever headphones uh, you've got you've basically got this feature already Sean, now Sean, if these were standalone Sean. these would be amazing you've got another resource if you're relying on your smartphone which can do this already
0: no sean's the only but person in the stand-alone. world sorry tim i have to say this tim's the, sean's the only guy in the world who thinks that smartphones just don't get stolen from people. He, he, he seems to walk <laughs> around in this bubble that, you know... They that, don't. They, oh, this idea that smartphones get stolen out of people's hands, left, right, <laughs> and centre, only happens to people in other worlds. No, the on I- one.
2: The idea that as soon as you take your phone out in public, it's going to get stolen is wrong no if that is, you, it still in London, and it
0: isn't true if, if you live in london in the uk you yes. might argue that is probably true yeah and actually <laughs> it in most cities these <laughs> days it seems
2: scaremongering fake news <laughs> yeah but listen you could say that but you walk around with a pair of bose sunglasses the chances are they're going to get taken off your face as well uh, so if yeah, these okay. hit mainstream as well so yeah. look I, these do sound great but if they were standalone i think it would make the world of
1: difference so you think they should have a cellular cellular chip or Wi-Fi or some sort of modem inside them that they can connect to a Wi-Fi t- or a tower or a cell tower or something like that? Well, How, how would they stand alone without getting the, the data that they need to give you this information? Well, would
0: you want that next to your head. Well, then what's the point?
2: You've got your phone next to your head a lot of the time. What's the point?
0: You do. <laughs> you
2: do? Oh, that was, that was some burn. That's a so childish,
0: really, wasn't it? That was such a
2: childish remark. I'll say no more about it. Sorry. Yeah, no, look, I, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just saying, what added extras do these give you apart from not having to take your
0: phone out? Well, I would say that the technology but well, we haven't tried it yet. I mean, no. truthfully, once we know what it's like when Tim's bought it. Yes. Um, and isn't <laughs> returning it. Uh, I think we'll know. I mean, you know, and actually Tim, you're the guinea pig on this one because if you if you think that that is ultimately the question. But I, I don't know, I just wouldn't I don't use a lot of the functions like Blind Square and all the rest, because if I've only ever if I've ever used them it's in train stations. Where I know I mean, you know, not that a phone can't be stolen in a train station, but you know, I, I just think the idea of a guy with a white cane who's clearly visually impaired, standing holding his phone out for the world to see, um, you know, it's just asking for trouble. No, I would no. not recommend The it. world
2: is
1: a great place, okay? Of course yeah, it is, yeah, no, that's it, right. Everyone yeah. is good. Everyone is yeah. good. No, but In it, my world. In your house. (laughs) (laughs) If I can keep my phone in my pocket, whether it's going to be stolen or not, that's not as much of an issue to me. It's more the functionality of it. If I can have these glasses on that look just like regular sunglasses, work as regular sunglasses... Tap the button on the side of the glasses two times to get this interface to come up, and interact with it. Not just by you know nodding or shaking my head, but also by voice. You do talk to it as well if you want. If you want to do that, it accesses Siri as well as uh, Google. You know, with the Android phone, so you can do that as well and ask questions as you normally would. But to get that information and to get that interface accessible just by keeping my phone in my pocket, to look at a business and tap a button a couple times and get that information, to, to be at a museum and tap it and be able to get information about that museum, or be in a store. They said that they could even bring this in the stores where you could be looking at the direction of a particular product and it will give you information. I have no idea how that's going to work, but they, I guess they'd have to partner so with the store. Don't
0: even justify any more. Do you know why? Because we know he's talking rubbish and we know he's being argumentative. For that's sake, true. Do you know why we know? Because he told us before. He said, "Why is it the Ira isn't available in the UK with glasses yet?" I mean, what use is it without glasses? I mean, honestly, I won't want. I don't want to bring my phone out and pay for it to be used that way. That's what he said. Yes, because yeah. you need to point your camera on your phone. So, what's the difference in your argument? What's the difference? What's the then? difference? What difference would glasses bring? Because you could just do it with your phone.
2: No, no, because the camera is on the glasses. In in the Ira, on your phone. No, 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 no. Yeah, with no, theory, no, you no, could no. just use the no, camera no. on your phone. Yeah, exactly. So, what difference? Does it yes. Make? Why do you need but glasses? That makes it more awkward. Oh, does it? Oh. Yes. Gosh. So bringing I out my actually, phone
1: with blind square and having the pointed all around doesn't make it more awkward. Okay. <laughs>
2: no, it doesn't because you've just got your hand out anyway. Holding a camera in front of your face to say, what's this? is totally different. No, But listen, I was actually about to say that is an excellent point that might kill my argument because. Mike, which one? You could. You could <laughs> not yours, Stephen. You could no, say the same thing same thing for the Apple Watch, which I absolutely love. I need my smartphone with that. There's actually nothing much that I could do on my Apple Watch that I can't do on my iPhone. Hey, listen, and you know, yet-
0: I've seen a few articles this week. Well, not articles, but tweaks from people this week saying, yeah, I've got the Apple Watch. I haven't found the wow factor yet. And do you know what? I kind of get that because I, yes. I think this is the issue with wearables at the moment. Some people who've got them are kind of wondering what they're doing with them. I actually think, truthfully, the, the watch is great, but to be honest, it's just a very expensive
1: talking watch for me most of the time. Um, I can't
2: believe you've said that. The argument's totally shifted. Now, Stephen's the bad one. I like it. Yeah, but
1: but Sean, as you and I both know, it's not like he's using it for health and fitness because he's not sharing any of that data with us that we've requested. You and I share our health and fitness.
0: You would assume, therefore, that there is some kind of health and fitness going on. uh, And there isn't. Exactly. You're not not using it for that. Steps,
2: zero. um, I take it back. All people are horrible, especially on this show.
1: (laughs) Oh, I feel so dirty. Oh, dear. No, these Um, do
2: definitely sound interesting, though. And I think the the South by Southwest um, is, is where we will see, actually, have they been able to deliver on this promise? Because they must have something there to demonstrate.
1: So, yeah, we will see. Yeah, the AR functionality of this, I think, is what really will sell this or not. Just having glasses that have uh, speakers in them, I mean, that's kind of been done before. Another company kind of had one out last year, but it wasn't great. I've heard that Aftershocks may bring out their own version of glasses later this year. It'll be bone conducting, so there won't be projection sound like this. Yeah. It'll be bone conducting like Aftershocks is known for. So this sounds like it's a whole new category that... Audio companies at least want to get into and may not want to bother with cameras. Although we hear those rumors that Apple may bring out in the next year or so something with glasses that'll have a camera, so I think this is the way things are going to go.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm more excited about the category than this specific device. Perhaps, Although yeah. I'm happy for you to buy it, um, and I give you my <laughs> blessing. That's so that. good of you, honestly. I'm so kind. Uh, right, look, we probably should talk about some other news. There is one story about the news in the news, and that is Apple News. Uh, Yes, Apple News is coming to Canada. Hoorah! You know, I've got to say, we've got it in the UK, you've got it in the US, Tim. It's a pretty good app. It's an aggregator of news content from a wide range of sources. So probably a number of the sources you might read on a daily basis is in one place. And I like this because navigating websites... Trying to find articles, go through all the nonsense that you've got to go through sometimes on websites, especially newspaper and magazine websites, mm. it's quite cumbersome. Whereas this delivers it in a much more easy-to-read way, which is the purpose of it, but therefore makes it a much more enjoyable read with, say, voiceover or speak selection or however you choose to listen to your content.
1: Yeah, it's very streamlined. You can search things by category or topic or just get what the top news of the day, uh, you know, information is, news articles are. Unfortunately, at first in Canada, it sounds like it's going to be very limited at, at launch, but that's, you know, that's maybe to be expected because as far as major news outlets that are partnering with Apple News, there's only going to be 5 of those at launch, but that it's supposed to expand quickly and uh, and soon over time. But that said, it, it's it's about time. You know. I know I've talked to some, some Canadians who said, well, you know, I just changed the region on my phone and I can access it from the U.S., so why do I need this? Uh, why, you know, I'm only going to get five, but this is at least a, a proper way of bringing Apple News to Canada, and I, I think mm. it's a good thing. I like Apple News. I know a lot of people say that they'd rather use Google News or other news aggregators, but I like Apple News. I think that it delivers things well. The, the accessibility, of course, for us with VoiceOver works very nicely, and uh, I, I use it almost every day.
2: Wow. Well, I don't, because I'm not really into the news, as you can tell by this show. Um, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like phone theft. It doesn't exist in John's world. The news depresses me. Um, no, I've got to say that the Apple News is probably one of the easiest apps I've used, um, and it does work well. I, I agree with you, though, Tim. Why, why did this take so long? And this whole, there's not going to be uh, much choice uh, initially for the Canada release. Well, Why? So it doesn't have to be Canada-specific publications or or news streams here. Um, There's far more out there that are international anyway. So it seems a bit, why did they wait this long? I I don't quite understand that.
1: Tim Cook on line one. No, I don't know. Um, (laughs) it, it, It is unfortunate that it took this long. I don't know if they were wanting to bring those Canadian resources in from the beginning, and that's maybe what took them so long. Because you're right, there's so many... Even if they didn't want to have, or maybe I shouldn't say that, not that they wanted to have, but even if they weren't able to get specific Canadian news outlets involved right off the bat, yeah. they would have had plenty of choice from the United States, from the United Kingdom, from the rest of Europe, around the world. There are many news outlets that, I mean, I have access to here in the U.S. I know you guys do in the U.K. You know, I, I access BBC News all the time, you know, from my my, my Apple News app. So. Why they waited to get these specific deals in place to make sure that there was Canadian news there, I mean, that might be the only answer. But I would have launched it a long time ago and just dealt with those, you know, deal with those later on as you could.
2: Yeah, because the thing is that people do get other sources in. You know, it's it's very much like yeah. um, going to the, a smart speaker. The Google Home Mini or the Google Home came first to Canada, and that's got more of a foothold than – the amazon echo which is you know the opposite to other parts of the world so you get there first and you've got it's
1: more of a land grab
2: so it may be just a little bit too late for apple news i think
1: yeah apple may have that same issue that amazon has had with the echo because of google home and mini being in canada first google news and many other news uh, apps have been in canada for so long yeah apple news may be too late to the game and it may be too little too late considering there's just these few resources in in uh, the app
0: okay um look, not long left let's talk about ios 12 point Where are we up to 12
1: point, <laughs> point dot... 12.1.3 that's the one
0: <laughs> hurrah i'm so excited <laughs> i just can't hide it sarcasm uh, okay <laughs> wow
2: <laughs> over to tim again <laughs> Wow, over me yeah, Tim, again. So
1: we on. don't have a lot of time, so I'll try to bullet point it and then you guys can just tell me what you think. Destroy it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Destroy all my hopes and dreams about why this is a good uh, <laughs> update. Well, 12.1.2 broke a lot of things and I was telling a lot of my friends and, and people I know just don't do it. It's broken a lot of different things, cellular and Wi-Fi connectivity and so many other things. Did it? You didn't tell Wait, us. Uh, I, I I don't actually, remember that in the show. No. no. I, I I did, actually. I did. Anyway, um, but 12.1.3 fixes a lot of things, things that I I didn't even realize were a problem. Apparently, in iMessage, I didn't really even know you could do this. You can search your conversations for images or photos that you have shared or others have shared uh, as attachments. (laughs) And hey, (laughs) hang (laughs) out. Just because we can't see them doesn't mean that people don't care.
0: We were thinking
2: something
1: completely different, Tim. You're all right. Carry on, ignore us. Moving on. Well, as usual. So anyway, (laughs) so uh, apparently when you would go into that search area and and search for images, you could scroll and then you get stuck. And then you couldn't scroll down further. You couldn't scroll back up. And and you were totally stuck and couldn't get out of it whatsoever. So they have fixed that for people who, who do like to search for photos in the iMessage area. Terrible terrible people oh boy. um <laughs> ipad pro users uh if you were putting audio to an external speaker there's a horrible audio distortion that was going on and so they fixed that as well that's good no no he's good i'll give you that one. i think that's good on the home pod this is something that would be a horrible issue the bug with HomePod was that it would randomly restart your home pod and sometimes would completely stop siri from talking at all on the home pod oh useful So they've definitely fixed that. And then there was another one where randomly at the top of the screen in the control panel area, airplane mode, and sometimes even the VPN icons would come up even if you weren't on airplane mode or on a vpn they would just come up as if you were on airplane mode or on a vpn and that was obviously very confusing and, and frustrating so they fixed that to me though the biggest one they fixed is the cellular and wi-fi connectivity i know my wife and many people that i know are having this problem where you'd be on your cell network or on wi-fi and it would just drop or not connect or have yeah. sluggish issues and it was really really awful under the previous version with 12.1.3 they have fixed that uh, my wife had tested to it with me. As soon as she upgraded, she immediately was testing that out and said that, yes, her connectivity was so much better. Sites that she couldn't get to before, things she couldn't do before are all fixed now. So that was a major one. When you can't connect to the cell tower, you can't connect <laughs> to your Wi-Fi, it, you basically have a brick.
0: That should never have got through in the first place. That was terrible. It seem like really big you know, failures in some ways because you know things like not knowing whether you're on airplane mode or not, that could be a bit, well, that could be bad, yes. I would imagine.
1: So, uh, well, if something yeah. bad happens well, and that. I wasn't on airplane mode, I don't want to be blamed for it, so I'm putting it in airplane mode just in case. So I don't get how, how would you know? How would you know? <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't anyway, know.
0: Anyway, um, listen, that's it for our show this week. Thank you so much for listening. A uh, strange ending. Wow, what a bizarre ending. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that is it for our show. <clears throat> if you would like to send us some feedback, then please do. Um, be nice. Feedback <laughs> at ami.ca. <laughs> and uh, we're back next time for another... Double tap, Canada. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Oh, and I just want to say very quickly, Tim won't be with us next week.
1: Yeah, I will be on vacation. I will be in the middle of the ocean on a cruise ship. Well, enjoy, Tim. Have a wonderful time.
0: I will do. not eat too much. We know do that's late. a lie. Yep. <laughs> we we'll wish you all the best with it and have a wonderful time. Come back and we'll, uh, we'll look forward to speaking to you then.
2: Come back and do some work, Tim. Uh, I will consider
0: it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows what next next week's show is going to be like with them. Uh, Right. We'll catch you next time, folks. We're out. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.